Hello, and welcome back for another episode of our PS346 podcast, Studio Scoop, where our talented host and co-host interview some of the amazing people and staff we get a chance to interact with on a daily basis. I am Mrs. Bond and your podcast moderator. On today's episode, we interview Mr. Bent. Mr. Bent is the founder and CEO of an organization called How Can I? How Can I is based on the idea that culturally relevant learning experiences are the best way to keep students engaged. Mr. Bent has been working with our student government members on bringing their initiatives to life. So sit back, relax, and enjoy as we listen to Mr. Bent tell us more about the wonderful organization he has created. Hello and welcome to our Studio Scoop podcast room. My name is Risa. Hello and welcome. My name is Cayenne. Can you please introduce yourself to our audience? Hello, everyone. My name is Darnell Bent. I am the CEO and founder of How Can I? Very cool. Um, well, what inspired you to start a company focused on culturally relevant learning experiences? Well, that's a great question, Risa. What really inspired me, to be honest, was I used to work in the world of marketing and advertising, right? We all know what marketing and advertising is. Shout out to our student government classes. And working in marketing and advertising was a really cool experience to you know, work with a lot of brands that we shop with, that we wear, that we buy, songs that we listen to. It was a cool way to really integrate just the culture of the world into um, getting people to buy products. And for me, working in advertising in New York City, I saw that there were a lot of students from New York City working in advertising with me. And I immediately thought back to the days of me being a student, just like y'all saying, imagine if we knew about this world while we were in school. So I said, how could I now take the things that I learned in media and marketing and advertising and incorporate it into education so that students would actually enjoy learning and figure out things that would inspire them. So I really just thought about education. I approached it from the perspective of, you know, strategists and marketing thinking about, okay, how can I design something that will really get students engaged and want to learn and excited to learn again? So it's basically like people learn, like, are students learning about different cultures? Well, they, they, they learn about different cultures indirectly, right? Because through the projects, and we'll get to that later, through some of the projects that we worked on, like some of the projects we worked on last year in student government, throughout the research process, they inevitably start learning about the people that they're serving for. And because we know people are, you know, very unique, they end up learning about all of the different cultures that those people that they're trying to help are a part of. Okay. How do you define culturally relevant learning and why do you believe it's important for student engagement? It's a great question. Well, so I, I would define it like this, right? Mm-hmm. Let me let me ask you a question. Okay. When when y'all in school, when y'all in class, right? Do you feel like do you feel <laughs> right, I'm gonna push I'm not putting y'all on the spot in the bad way, it's a good way, it's a safe space, as we know. Mm-hmm. Right? When you're learning in school, do you feel like a lot of times the things you're learning are important to you? Like, do you think outside of school, you, you, you find that you hear the thing? <laughs> like, she's making <laughs> most of the stuff. Most of the stuff, right? What about you? What do you think? Some of the stuff are boring. I'm not gonna lie. Some some of the stuff is boring, right? And I'll, some of them are like stressful, and it gives me anxiety. Mm-hmm. So I was coming from to going back to Risa's first question, right? I was coming from that first perspective. I'm, I mean, that second perspective. I'm like the stuff that's boring. The stuff that's giving us anxiety, how do we how do we change that? Right? How do we make the content in the classroom less stressful? 
And not less stressful because, you know, you're not learning, but less stressful because you actually see the value in what you learn. Like, imagine if you could walk into a classroom and as soon as you leave the classroom, the stuff that you learned today, you can actually apply it in your everyday life. So that same thing where you're like, ah, stressful, it's boring. We're trying to avoid that at How Can I, right? We're trying to show students how can they learn information that they can actually use immediately because too much, too often when we were growing up, we felt like just like that. We felt like it was very, it was making us, it was boring, it was irrelevant, we didn't really need it. So we're like, all right, how can we make this information digestible so that you see the value and want to learn it? Mm-hmm. Does that sound like something you want to you learn? Like you want to learn from our curriculum? Yes. Yeah. Reese, Reese has been in one of my classes, so she understands. And we'll get to some of the projects we worked on, but this, this, is, this is our pitch to you so that the rest of the school can say, I hear you want more healthcare. <laughs> Um, well, what specific strategies or approaches that your company used to incorporate cultural relevance into learning experiences? I, I would say really, again, really, really figuring out how we could merge the outside world with the classroom. So whether it's working on projects that are relevant outside of class. So if we're doing a project, right, it's not just about doing something to show that you could do it. It's really about doing a project that you will benefit from, right? It's really about doing something that you can see the value in so that you would want to actually do it in class. That's one way to look at it. The other way is also when it comes to, especially like, you know, we're in elementary school now, but when you get to middle school, we start learning using how can curriculum on a high school level. A lot of the times it's about teaching them a concept, but using somebody like a celebrity, a brand that they know and love to teach them the concept. So for example, you had a question. Talk. No, I was going to say, so mm-hmm. it's basically like the student government projects that we're working on right now. Exactly. It's really about, okay, how do we think about things that are relevant outside of our classroom and then use those tactics of marketing, of strategy, of communication in the classroom so that when we actually create a project, as you know, we see the, like, we see the fruits of our labor as something that would really benefit us and something that really benefit our community. Could you share any positive stories with us from the work you do? I can, I can. I'm actually, I'm, I'm going to ask Risha to help me out with the, with the positive story a little bit. So last year, right, last last school year, when I started working with the student government here at PS346, the project that we wanted to focus on was a couple of different projects, mm-hmm. right? It was, we wanted to figure out how to make the school cleaner. Yeah, we wanted to figure out, what, what, what else was it? Um, we wanted better school lunches. We wanted better school lunches. We it was wanted to change up the um the outside the courtyard the courtyard right but w- w- what else do we want to change what what's the main piece that we wanted to change outside we wanted to change well we wanted to find out something to change our community we wanted to like help stop littering and so that was littering so that's three things so right littering was another one too mm-hmm. but the the main one right the main one was that playground piece right because i remember when i first started working with the student government i thought that you know it might have been easier to do littering or to do the um to do the to cleanliness in the school to figure out how we can make the school cleaner, stop bullying and stuff like that. But Risa, as you know, when we got started with the project, a lot of our attention ended up going towards how can we get our playground redesigned. And, and do you want to do you want to let the people know how that project turned out for you? Well, it turned out great because um, a special visitor came to our school, Councilman mm-hmm. Barron. Shout out, Councilman Barron. We had a whole podcast with him, and mm-hmm. he got some good news for us. He ended up giving us one point five million dollars to mm-hmm. help with our with help with our playground. Exactly. So so that's the type of projects you try to do here at How Can I, right? Trying to show students how to take the ideas that they have 
and they use the principles of marketing, of strategy and stuff like that so that they can really apply it and they can actually benefit from those things. Because again, like you said, we don't want students to feel like they're bored, they're disengaged because education is important. So we're trying to think about, okay, how do we make education relevant? How do we make it fun so that every time you walk into the classroom, you actually see the value in what you learn? Um, what role do you think technology plays in enhancing culturally relevant learning experience for students? Great, great question, because for, for me, right, it took, it took me a while to even realize as a founder of an education-based company that I was even running like an education tech company, right? And I think that te- technology um, plays a huge part in enhancing culturally relevant learning because let's think about the devices we use in student government, right? Everybody at this school has their own laptop, right? So it makes it easier when we're doing projects for people to be able to collaborate on presentations, for us to be able to research information quickly, right? So the things that we're able to do, we're able to make quicker progress with our technology. Like, it would be much harder for us to get the attention of Councilman Barron, for example, Risa. Like, you and Aiden wouldn't be able to put together that video and edit it, put it out there, without the use of technology. So when it comes to culturally relevant learning, technology really helps us enhance that. And also, as I was explaining earlier, with how the curriculum looks as you get older, when we start featuring, we start featuring some of your favorite celebrities, some of your favorite brands, some of your favorite business owners in the curriculum, we're using technology, we're using videos, we're using pictures, we're using creative images to make the curriculum better, right? We're using those creative things for people just like you to be able to see like the older versions of themselves featured in this content. So I think having technology now in the era that we're in now, it really just helps to enhance our mission. What advice would you bring, I mean, would you give to teachers or other companies looking for, looking to bring culturally relevant learning into their programs? Well, I, th- I think the first thing I'll say is reach out to How Can I? We can help you. But <laughs> after we get past that, I would definitely say it, it starts with really having empathy, right? You got to have enough empathy to care about the students that you're serving. You got to have enough empathy to be able to put yourselves in their shoes to see where they're coming from so that you can think about the things that they really need to see in the classroom. Because everybody's different. Right? Even right here in New York City, right? There's thousands of schools, there's millions of kids at, at schools all of you guys are not the same, right? So you really have to be able to take the time to think about what do these different pockets of kids really care about and how do we design something that is important to them? Like when, when we when we created our programs at How Can I, the reason why we keep it project-based is so that no matter what kid uses it, they can think about, you know, what type of projects, what type of solutions they want to plug into, right? So you got to also create something that is um malleable is the word, but you got you to you, you gotta create something that's, that's almost digestible, right? You got to create, you got to, you got to create a solution. It's, it's never a one size fit all, fits all. And, and I'm, I'm kind of, I'm missing the word right now, but you have to create something that, um, that will allow for the plug and play of different people, different, different solutions to be able to come out of that thing. Does that make sense? Yes. So you're like trying to find something that everyone will like, f- like learn something out of, like everyone would enjoy yeah, so it, it's it's really it's really about thinking about so taking how can I for example right we started this company I started this in 2020 four years ago right when the pandemic started right now 
something that everybody cared about when I started the company was social media, media in general. So using, with my experience working in marketing and advertising coming from social media, using that one concept that everybody cared about, we then figured out, okay, how do we reverse engineer and show students the actual careers that you could find in social media, show students how, as young as you, how you could use social media to promote the ideas that you have. So it's really about, to your point, Risa, I'm glad you, I'm glad you asked the question just like that. It's really about figuring out, okay, what do the people that I'm serving, what do they really care about, right? Because when we started with student government last year, the reason why we said we wanted to stop bullying, the reason why you guys said you wanted to um, clean the school up, do something for your community, you did a survey. Remember that? Remember we did the survey? Yeah. And these are the things that your community, these are the things that the people at your school, you participated in the survey too. I don't know if you remember it, but when they sent that out, these are the things that they were saying that they cared about. And that's how the Playground Project ended up being successful because we figured out, okay, what does what do the students care about first? And then we decided to solve based off that. Yeah. We even did a survey for um the playground, like what what everyone wants for the playground. Exactly, exactly. So even even when we designed the playground, even even once we got to the point of okay, the councilman is gonna give us the one point five million for the playground, we took it a step further and said, All right, what is it that y'all want to see in the playground? Because imagine we get the money and we spend it on the playground and all the stuff is it that's in there that nobody wants to use it. So you really gotta you gotta start with your audience. You gotta start with the people that you're trying to help. Think about what they want to see, think about what they need, and, and that's how you could really create a good solution for them. Um, how do you envision the future of culturally relevant learning and education, and what impact do you hope to make through your company's work? Well, overall, the, the overall impact that I hope to make, right, I, I want I want every student that goes through education that uses the curriculum to be able to identify, like to be able to clearly identify what value they bring to the world, right? Clearly identify their unique skill sets, their unique interests, and think about how that could be a value to whatever it is their community doing. Going back to that quick playground project, remember we all had teams. So everybody identified which skill sets were best for them, like which things that they were best for. Like there were people who rather do interview with there people that were focusing on um, the budget. There's was, was people that were doing every specific thing because everybody brings a unique set of value, skills, opinions to the table. So when people use How Can I, I want, them to, I want the students to be able to identify that from a very early age so that as you mature and go through school, you will really be able to um to find like that career path that's purposeful for you, right? I think, you know, getting money is important, but I think it, what's even more important is if more students were able to understand what came to them uniquely, like what came to them, you know, from a more like gift perspective, they will really be able to, 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 to find careers in the long run that are purposeful to them. And I think as far as just how education or cultural relevant learning will look in education, I think we're going to go, we're going to end up, you know, people are going to have to start investing more into the content of education, which is why at How Can I, we think of ourselves as a media company, thinking about how we can create educational materials, educational content. So when it comes to like, you know, the books that you're reading, the workbook that you're using from How Can I, the videos that you're seeing from us creating content that is relevant to the to your lives outside the classroom, I think that's where the future education will be going. If, you, if schools really want to see you know, y'all continuously staying in the school. Like, if y'all want to keep coming and not find a whole other solution besides school, they really got to think about how to invest in that to keep y'all around. Well, thank you, Mr. Bent, for talking the time to come and talk with us today. 
yes, yes. Again, thank you, thank, thank both of you for inviting me. Thank you very much for um for for, for you taking the time to speak to me today. And I look forward to working with student government and, and creating more fire projects here at PS346. We also can't wait to see the work that you do with our school this year. Yes, I, I can't wait to see what we finish either, Risa. Actually, I think we might have some student government coming up right now. <laughs> In about like five minutes or so. <laughs> <laughs> right, I definitely appreciate y'all. And keep up the good work here. Keep 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 interviewing people, keep finding new guests. I think this would be a um this would be a great addition to your to your overall portfolio as you get in the middle school and high school. We so, will. So I, I'm looking forward to that. I'm, and I'm looking forward to seeing more of the personalities on the mics, more of the personalities on camera. So even the student government, we're going to think about how we can really, really invest more in the podcast and the media section of uh, PS346. Well, thank you so much. Bye. Thank you. Thank you. Thank Take care. you. Take care. We hope you enjoyed today's episode with Mr. Ben. Stay tuned for more episodes of Studio Scoop coming your way.